Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, December the 7th in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently in year C in the third Sunday of Advent. And once again, we find ourselves in a week in Advent where there's not a psalm that's been mapped out for this week in the church calendar year from the Revised Common Lectionary. So I get to pick one from the Psalter or the books of Psalms. Um, And so I'm going to go to Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 10. There is some scholarship that says that 1 through 10 was probably like a micro song, and there's a verse 11 as a transition, and then verse 12 through the rest is like a second psalm that they kind of squished together to make Psalm 40. So let's just do uh, verses 1 through 10. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 10. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground, and he steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust in the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud, or in those who worship idols. O Lord my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. You take no delight in sacrifices or offerings. Now that you have made me listen, I finally understand. You don't require burnt offerings or sin offerings. Then I said, Look, I have come, as is written about me in the scriptures. I take joy in doing your will, my God for your instructions are written on my heart. I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out, as you, O Lord, well know. I have not kept the good news of your your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. This is the word of God for us. people come and they ask about what what is at stake in the Christian religion, what's in it for me, or what is it about, um, I think these are all honest and good questions. Um, those are things that we need to be eager to have an answer. The New Testament tells us that we need to be prepared to give an answer when people inquire about why we have the faith that we have. And so I, I don't know, as I read Psalm 40 verses 1 through 10 today, I see many different verbs that the psalmist uses here to talk about the faithful life and what it means to be a follower of God, to have a heartfelt religion and not just one that um, people observe every now and again. And so let's just kind of go through those one by one here as we work uh, through verses 1 through 10. The first one, the psalmist says that I've waited patiently for the Lord and he turned to me and he heard my cry. A lot of the life of a Christian is waiting, and that waiting shouldn't be done in vain. It shouldn't be considered as being done in vain. But there's something about the wait. Uh, Wait causes great patience and endurance within us, and we tend to receive from the Lord exactly what He wants from us at the right time if we can learn how to wait, not to take matters into our own hands. We see a little bit further down, number three, he has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. And so what does the faithful look like? It's a life of worship. Um, it's, I think some of us are more comfortable than others of singing while in public worship. 
But inevitably, a heart that is glad is a heart that sings. Uh, I love how the church fathers said that those who sing, they pray twice. So someone who is communing with God, they're singing quite often. They might not be out loud. It might just be in the shower. It might just be when they're alone in their car. But there's an overflow of the joy and gratitude of one's heart when they sing. And so what does a faithful person do? They sing a new song and a hymn of praise to God. Verse 4 says, Oh, the joys of those who trust in the Lord and have no confidence in the proud are those who worship idols. So there's a difference of where we place our trust. All of us lean on something. Uh, we allow our weight to be held by the weight of something else. And the psalmist says here, you can lean and trust on the Lord. You can lean in the pride of others or in the schemes of those who worship idols, who claim to have a solution to life's major and substantial problems and issues. But the, the person who is faithful, they lean upon God and they put their trust in God. Um, we take this further in verse 6. You take no delight in sacrifices or offerings. Now that you've made me listen, I finally understand. You do not require burnt offerings or sin offerings. And this would have been a controversial statement because the nation of Israel did offer burnt offerings and sacrifices to God. They were prescribed to do so. But these things seem to be a training mechanism, like training wheels, uh, preparing an animal with reverence uh, to give a life, uh, from our life, another life to God, to commune with him in a burnt offering meal. But some went away from the altar thinking that they did all that they could for their God. Like they checked the box and now they can move on to the next thing. But the psalmist is true. He says, no, I see that these things are just a training wheel to a deeper reality and a more faithful way to live life. And it's the same way. You and I can turn up at church. We can put a little, you know, put a little money in the offering plate from time to time. But those things, those habits of attending worship, of giving, of serving, those things are just mere training wheels to the deeper life that God wants to lead us to. And so in the same way, a person who is faithful is saying, how can I go a little bit deeper with my commitment uh, to God than I have in days and years and weeks past? Is there a way that I can show myself as a, a further commitment to Jesus because of all that God has done to me? And then lastly, it says this, Uh, In verse 9, I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out, as you, O Lord, well know. We speak freely about those things which matter most to us. Maybe it's our family, maybe it's pop culture, maybe it's a TV show or a movie that we've just seen. Perhaps it's getting into banter about the latest sports, about who made it to the college football playoff and whether they deserve to be there or not, the rankings and so on and so forth. We don't have to work ourselves up to speak about the things that are dearest to us in our life. And so the psalmist says, the dearest thing to me, It's God and his justice. This grand story of God putting the world back to rights. And he doesn't have to uh, conjure me to to speak about these things. I don't have to be conjoled. I'm just ready to speak about what God is up to in the world around us. And so that is another benchmark of the faithful, is to share about what God has done. Verse 10 says it further, doubles down. I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I've talked about your faithfulness in your saving power. So part of the natural response and conversation of the faithful is to speak of the Lord. Now, do we have to be weird? Like, do we have to pick up the wine uh, menu and say, hey, I can tell you about the true wine, not just these wines, right? Like, no, we don't have to do anything weird and uh, the whataboutisms and try to be cute uh, and clever about the way we speak about God. But just like the, the thing that matters most to us, we find ways to talk about it in winsome ways. It's the same way with those 
who have placed uh, their steps towards a deeper and more faithful life. And so all these things are here coming to the surface of Psalm 40, verses 1 through 10. And I think that's important for us in the season of Advent as we wait upon God. Here we are, we're caught between two times where God first arrived and where God is soon to arrive at the end of the age. And so we have to, we begin to calibrate our life. Am I, am I longing more and more for this the second coming of Christ, of, of him being among us, and the way in which we can wrestle and reflect is to look at a passage like Psalm 41 through 10 and say, hey, these are the things that seem to be common in the faithful life, so are they common in my life? So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying before our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we declared that our desire is to know you more and uh, to know you more deeply. Now we understand that we can't get any more of you, that if we have put our trust in Christ, that we received all of God, all that you could pour into one human life. And so we don't uh, act thirsty and say that we haven't found enough of God yet. No, we believe that you have loved us with an everlasting love, that you've ushered us into your family. Great is your faithfulness. But God, we desire, because this is a lifelong journey, to know you more and to go deeper. And so we understand that it takes a, a constellation of things that we can apply ourselves to, whether it's waiting patiently for you, whether it's singing songs of praise to you, uh, whether that is to learn to lean upon you, to allow the weight of our life to be supported by you, whether that is to tell others of your good deeds. All these things add up to a reality that's greater and greater in our life, that you are present among us. And so, God, we commit to you once more that we want to follow you, that we want to be learners of Jesus and his way. And so we pray that you'd fill us with your Holy Spirit, that you'd fill us with enthusiasm, and I pray that we'd be eager to follow your ways today. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.